Have you ever heard someone say, you think you got problems? Wait until you hear my problems. Well, I think this could be applied to the story of Hagar in the Bible, in the, in the book of Genesis, the very first book of the Bible, in the book of Genesis, she is featured in chapters 16 and chapter 21. This is the third installment on the series on God and Hagar. And God asked her a question, and the question was, Hagar, what aileth thee? It's a fascinating uh, story, the story of Hagar. If we look at her bio we've done in the past several weeks, she has become like the junior wife in the Abrahamic household. And when God blessed her with a son uh, fathered by Abraham, it creates a dysfunctional house. Actually, it, uh, it blew up an already dysfunctional house and created a whole slew of problems and issues. First of all, she was uh, considered a servant or a slave to uh, Sarai, and uh, she had uh, uh, she controlled uh, what time she woke up. Uh, what time she went to bed, she determined, Sarai determined when, uh, or chores, uh, she determined uh, what she would had to do uh, and how she lived, where she slept, uh, what resources she had. And she even controlled her body because she gave her, uh, Sarai, to Abraham for Abraham at that time for him to have a child because at up to that point Sarah could not Sarai could not conceive and bear children for Abraham Abraham amen but after Sarah was able to con conceive and have her own son the relationship uh, in this very dysfunctional home uh, became toxic. Uh, and for 17 years, uh, Hagar was, uh, was looked down at. Uh, she uh, was treated in a condescending manner. She was uh, uh, a rival to Sarah and Sarah mistreated her. As a matter of fact, the, 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 the Bible uses the same word to describe Sarah's treatment of Hagar as it uses to describe Pharaoh's treatment of the Hebrews in Egypt. And so it was very harsh. It was very cruel. And she, she endured it. Uh, this for 17 years because uh, Ishmael was 17 when they they tr when they put them out and so sometimes people will uh, will use you there watch out for users in this world sometimes people will use you and even abuse you and when they no longer need you they will discard you watch out for people people like that and so she is put out uh, and 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 she finds herself uh, 
in the desert, in a, in a wilderness with her resources running out. Let's talk a little more about it as we consider the story of, of Hagar and how she recovered, how she survived, how she made it through a hopeless situation. But God, amen, it was God, hallelujah, amen, who came to her rescue. And this morning, if you are hearing me this morning, you listen to me this morning, God can come to your rescue. You may not even think that God knows what's going on or even cares, but look at the story of Hagar for a moment this morning with me. The story takes place in the 14th verse, from the 14th verse. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 21, the Bible says Abraham rose up early in the morning and took bread and a bottle of water, gave it unto Hagar, putting it on her shoulder. And, and that, that, that's burdens. She's carrying some burdens. She put it on her shoulder and the child. And he and sent her away. And she departed and went and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. It's a desert, folk. And the water was spent in the bottle. In other words, in, it, it, she ran out of water in a desert. And she carried the child under one of the shrubs and went and sat down over against him a good way off, as it were a bow shot. That's about a thousand feet, the scholars say. For she said, let me not see the death of the child. And she sat over against him and lifted up her voice and wept. But interestingly, verse 17 says, and God heard the voice of the lad. God heard the voice of the teenager, the 17 year old. Why? Because he was praying. Hallelujah. And the angel, Sarah cried. I'm sorry, Agar cried. As a mother would weep over the concern of her child, about to lose her only child. Uh, Sarah, Hagar cried. Uh, and and, and, and uh, Ishmael uh, raised his voice to God. And uh, and God heard the voice of the lad and the angel of God, which uh, the angel of God is a, a, a name for, for God. It's a uh, what scholars call a Christophany, a, a, an, an appearance of God in, in human form in the, in the Old Testament. And the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said unto her, what aileth thee? That's the question, right? What aileth thee? And that word ailment... Uh, it's, 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 it's something, uh, the, the, it's a chronic situation that we, we're dealing with. And for some of you, it's discouragement, it's depression, it's frustration, it's fear, a chronic situation. It goes on and on. For Hagar, this was a 17-year problem, and it was coming to a, a crescendo. It was coming to, an, uh, it, it, was, it was facing, and she was facing uh, the end of her life, the expiration of life for herself. And her son, for after 17 years, this is how her life was going to end up. After 17, uh, this is how his, how, this is how he was going to end. She thought, this is the, after 17 years of going through hell in 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 Abraham and Sarah's household. This is how it was going to end. And but God said, no, this is not.
not the end. This is the beginning. I'm speaking to somebody this morning. You might be thinking uh, that, 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 that your life has, uh, has, has come to, has, you've run into a brick wall. You've run to a mountain and you can't, and you, and you, and there are obstacles in your path uh, and you're crying out this morning. Is this how, how my life is going to end? Is this, is this all there is to living? Is there all there is to life? And go, the devil might be saying, yes. He might be saying, give up. He, he might be saying, throwing the towel. The devil might be saying, you lost. The devil might be saying, you've been defeated. The devil might have, might have been saying, uh, uh, there's no hope. You might as well give up. The devil might be saying you 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 you're lost. It's it's hopeless. You you might as well get ready to die. But no, hallelujah! I'm glad there is a God who sits on the throne and looks down at us. Hallelujah! I'm glad there is a God who does not abandon us. I'm glad that there is a God who cares about us, even when we don't think He does. Hallelujah! Even when we think we're alone, I'm glad there is a God who who is with us, who is watching over us. And when the devil said, you might as well give up, God said, you give it up to me. When the devil, when, when the devil said, you're going to die, God said, you're going to live. Listen to the text this morning. Listen to what the, the voice of the Lord, the, the angel of God, uh, God calls out to, of heaven and says to her, what hails thee? What troubles you? Uh, God knows, the, God knew the, the, the answer before he asked the question because he is an omniscient, uh, all-knowing, all-seeing God. He knew, but uh, God asks, uh, God wants to hear you artic- articulate uh, the issue. God wants you to hear you say it. Uh, God wants to, you to come to him and, and, and cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. And Hagar, he says, fear not for God. And so it's, it, he switches between the first person and the third person. You notice the, in the conversation, God often does this when he appears in the Old Testament uh, as a theophany, which is a pre bethlehem appearance uh, of Christ. He often switches between the first person and, and the third person, the angel of God, uh, uh, the, 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 the third person. And fear not, uh, Hagar, for God had heard the voice of the lad where he is. And so, uh, and he, and, and so arise, lift up uh, the lad. Oh, God wants somebody to know that you're getting up, girl. You're getting up, mister. You're getting up. He says, lift up the lad. Hold him in your hand, for I will make him a great nation. And so let us take a look at a few points this morning. Hallelujah. You notice that this is, if we were to reflect on Hagar's situation, it was a terrible situation. She had problems upon problems. The water ran out. She was in a desert. The the, 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 the sun was beating down on them and, and, and she had given up. Uh, sometimes life is like that at times. Uh, even the Apostle Paul writing to the church at Corinth in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter uh, 1 verse 8. 
So verse 8, verse 9, and verse 10, listen to what the, listen to Paul speaking from, a, from a, his, his experience from, uh, in, uh, he says, For we do not uh, want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Have you ever been there? Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, uh, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril and he will deliver us. On him we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And so I'm speaking to the Hagars this morning. I'm speaking to those who have been abused and used and discarded and refused. I'm speaking to those who are dealing with perplexing problems this morning. Sometimes our burdens are more than we can bear, but they're never ever more than he can bear. Hallelujah. Oh, glory be to God. She had not only problems, perplexing problems, but there was pain. You can feel the pain from from the broken heart. She is sure her son is going to die. And she does not want to see it. She doesn't want, does not want to witness him expire and breathe his last breath. So she leaves him under a tree, under a bush in the shadow from the, as much as she could from the heat of the sun. And she goes off to weep. And she finds herself in a situation she could not fix and from which she could not escape. Have you ever been there? I know David has been there. I know uh, Daniel has been there. I know Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego have been there. Most of us like to be in control of our lives, don't we? And when we can't control it or when we can't fix it, we get desperate. We get frustrated. Have you ever been there? So there was a lot of pain. Uh, uh, She looked back on her life. There was a a lot of emotional pain, and now there was physical pain. Uh, no, uh, uh, but there was, uh, but there was, uh, there were problems, uh, there was pain, uh, but oh, hallelujah, there was prayer because the Bible said, uh, the Bible said, the uh, the Bible said that God heard the voice of the lad. She might have cried, but a little teenager, the seventeen-year-old, prayed, and God heard him and moved to help him. As a matter of fact, the the, the very name Ishmael means God hears. Hallelujah. I love these biblical names. Samuel means axed of God. Hallelujah. Whatever you can, uh, whenever you, whenever you pray, when you, when you, when you call upon God, he hears, he answers. Uh, you know, brothers and sisters, as I get ready to wrap up, I remind you that prayer is an ever present resource for the believer. We can run to him anytime, anywhere, and for any purpose. And he has promised to hear us and to help us. But remember that prayer should be our first priority and not the final straw. Amen. God bless you. I pray that God would give you victory today in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would rise up 
up in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would see the victory in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would see God is opening doors for you this morning. I pray that you would see that God is fighting your battles this morning in the name of Jesus. God bless you. Come back next week for another edition of A Living Word. God bless.